You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast with your host, Maggie Magan. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon bestselling book for small business and entrepreneurship. Here's the good news. You can find this book in paperback as well as digital form. Just so you know which one it is, go to Amazon and type in Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Okay, so today we're in a really cool place. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to try to help you not get too confused. The first book in this annual series came out in 2017. And if you look on Amazon, you'll see that it's the one with the sapphire blue cover. And we thank you for making us a number one bestseller. Now for this podcast series, About the first 55 or 56 episodes, we were interviewing the 2017 authoring team, and now we've switched out to the 2018 authoring team because the book for 2018 will be released on November 14th in 2018, and it has a really cool emerald green cover. So today's conversation is with an author from the 2018 book. And I want to say, hi, Rockstars. My name is Maggie Mongan. I'm the creator of the Brilliant Breakthroughs Annual Business Book Series. Wow, that's a lot of words. And the number one best-selling business author. I'm a master business coach and trainer, and I'm known as a small business success influencer. But forget about me, because today we are honored to have a 2018 author with us aboard to share wisdom. Clive Extess is with us to talk about your business's performance and specifically about the people in your business, whether they're in your business, their customers, their clients, their vendors, it doesn't matter. This is all about people and how to effectively manage relationships more specifically. So welcome, Clive. Hi, Maggie. It's nice to see you again. Right. And and everybody's going to say, see you? Well, yeah, Clive and I are able to see each other, but you're only going to get the audio part of this. So here's the good news, folks. Clive's chapter is the third one in the 2018 book, Volume 2, and it's titled, It's All About, oh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't add a word to that. Excuse me. It's All Management 101. Clive, you covered a lot of ground in your chapter while at the same time, We both know that you only scratch the surface of the challenge that small business owners have when it comes to managing relationships, or should we say, AKA people management. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of it. Okay, so I guess maybe since this is the first of six episodes you're going to do around the 2018 book in your chapter, why don't we start at the beginning and talk about what your chapter is actually about? Well, it's, I think the title really states it. It's all management 101. And, and one of the reasons I chose that title, it's just reflection. After 30 years of managing people in a production management environment, 
and 30 years roughly of teaching, facilitating classes, management, leadership classes for working adults, it slowly dawned on me that, you know, we seem to be missing the basics. Uh, from the questions I'd get from employees, from interviews I'd do with CEOs and presidents and vice presidents and other managers throughout that 30 years, uh, it, it just rang a bell. It's all about people. I remember a number of CEOs saying, you know, the hardest part of my job is getting my employees to play well together. <laughs> and that, that just always stuck with me. And, and, and that was almost universal. So that's exactly what I wanted to get into a chapter. And I knew as I was writing it and then previewing it and then organizing it, man, I could write a book about this. <laughs> and I've, got, I've got to choose what we want to talk about. So I, I chose really some of the most important things that I've gleaned over the 30 years. And I put that into the chapter. Awesome. Okay, so this is a lot of information, actually, that you put into the chapter in a very succinct fashion for people to be able to digest it easily. And when, when I looked at your chapter, which is really cool, and, and can I share a little bit of the format of how you did that, Clive? Sure. Clive picked a topic that um, is pretty common in business. And then he wrote a little bit about it and then he, he shared his wisdom and he gave an action item for you to actually apply when you're in that circumstance. So what's neat about Clive's chapter is he, he wrote it very differently from the rest of what you typically see in the book for the 2018 book, because he did like pockets of information. Here's a scenario, this is what's going on and this is the action you should take for that that will be more beneficial than maybe what you're thinking you should be doing. <laughs> and that was pretty cool because it's just pockets of scenarios one after another like that. And the thing that I appreciate about Clive's experience is it's real. He's, he's not coming from an ivory tower or theoretical. This is practical, tactical. Let's get down to it and bring it to life. So that was pretty cool. And I'm glad he did it that way. Yeah, I, I, I was pleased with the end result, I must say. And I was pleased with some of the comments when I asked for uh, people to review it and get back to me. And they felt much the same way that uh, you know, this is information that we seem to have forgotten. Everybody talks about it, but it's always on the surface. And this allows you to think about it, you know, okay, yeah, we've all been there. We've all done this. We're not re we're rewriting everything, you know, again and again. And I've, I've taught, I don't know how many different classes with how many different texts and you would see the consistency, you'd see the parallels, you'd see the overlap. And once you see enough of that and enough of the overlap, then you start to, I was able to focus back down and drill down into well, what do we really mean here? You know, and then give some real life examples because managing for 30 years, you get pretty many <laughs> of all those real life examples and you, <laughs> yeah. and you make mistakes and you have to learn from your mistakes. I, 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 I look back on some of the things and I, boy, I wish I could do those again, <laughs> but we don't get to do them again. We get to do them the next time. I like that. We get to do them the next time. Wow. That's pretty powerful. So small business owners, listen up. 
You might not hit it right out of the gate the first time, but maybe there's a better way to do it next time. And if it comes to people, I'm thinking this is going to be a chapter you will appreciate because people are involved in every aspect of our business. Um, I, I once heard somebody say it's all about profit and I cracked up laughing. I said, well, who gives you, how do you get money if it's not from a person? And they're like, oh, and then I'm like, so how, how do you provide a service or a product without a person? And by the way, small business owner, you are a person. Oh, I guess it is all about people. Yeah. It's amazing. You lose sight of that. You, you, you're, we're so profit focused. And the latest book that I'm about halfway through now is uh, The Heart Led Leader by Tommy Spaulding. And I've always been drawn to the soft skills, the soft side of management. And that's probably a misnomer because <laughs> people think it's the easy way out. And when you really do it and you practice it and it comes from the heart, it's not at all the easy way out. It's the harder way to manage, but it's the more important way to manage. It's, it's so easy to manage improperly. I've seen that time and time again. It's difficult to stop, think, research, go to sleep, sleep on it. Don't make an immediate decision. It's another thing that our culture has driven into us. You know, we respect managers that make immediate and quick decisions. And we, I think the research shows that we didn't even care if they were right or wrong, just as long as they made a decision. Oh. And we have to go against that. We have to stop, think, uh, how can I do this better? There must be a better way. The ways that have worked for me in the past may not be the current way to do this in this situation. So you're right. constantly having to reevaluate that. And that's, that addresses one of the issues and one of my subtopics in the chapter. And that's your favorite. I know it's sloppy, lazy management. <laughs> that's a term I hope I coined, but I can't really say that. If It's 30 years old for me now, but uh, I probably stole it from somewhere, but uh, I've used it in probably every management class. And uh, it, it's, it, it, there's so many wonderful tools out there, researched tools, time-tested tools that you can go and use. But it's in its implementation. And if it doesn't come from the heart, and if we don't do our homework and we don't implement those tools correctly, it just falls back on sloppy, lazy management. Take the path of least resistance. Take the easy way. And that's where we have problems in business. Right. Right. Well, I say that and as I'm hearing you speak, I'm, I'm sort of chuckling because all of a sudden I'm wondering if you may have had more influence on me with one of my uh, quotes that I'm known for, which is slow down to accelerate. Right. <laughs> so I'm having a, oh, maybe you had some influence on that. <laughs> think that that was lo not lost on me when I heard you say that and when you when I read it in your in your chapter as well <laughs> <laughs> I kind of chuckled I chuckled myself uh, okay cool cool so small business owners this is a really important topic because whether we have a team that we have in-house or we have a team that we outsource to we still manage we still manage relationship. We still manage projects. We still manage the business itself. And we aren't in a, an isolated bubble 
when we do business. And even when we look at customer relationships, much of what Clive speaks about is applicable to customer relationships as well. And I, I think the statement that the soft skills, the people management skills is, is soft, it still is underrated. And we need to pay more attention to this because this is fundamental human relationship building. And we all like feeling appreciated and valued, right? Right. And, and I think uh, Kelly addressed that in, her, in the first chapter, talking about strategy first and tactics, tactics later. Yes. And uh, it just gave me goosebumps when I read that because everything boils down to that, that roadmap. We're in business for a reason. Why did you go into business? Why did you start this business? The true why of why you're in business. And mm -hmm. you need to define that, not only to yourself, especially to yourself, but you need to define it to your employees. You need to define it to your significant other. You need to define it to your customers. You need to, to define it to your marketing. Every, people need to know why you're in business. And that boils down to the strategy, the mission statement, the visions, whatever you want to call it. Right. But it everybody, uh, the right direction and the, the right road to stay on. And you constantly refer to that, constantly come back. It keeps you, it keeps you uh, heading in the right direction. Right. And I think sometimes with the basics, they get lost because we get a little more sophisticated when we break down the basics and we start going down different paths. And, and then as we move through our professional career, we forget about how the basics are the basics because they are the basics and they work. Mm -hmm. So we create all this complexity, but if we would push that aside, we would get back down to the core, which is what you talk about in your chapter. Right. And if you really follow your heart, if your heart's in the right place, and you follow the basics, then the complexity kind of falls into place. You, you do your homework, you read a book or three and op open up a book or three and you do some homework and you, you try things and they don't work and you find out why and then you try something else and that does work and you find out why that worked so you can replicate that. But constantly, constantly regenerating that, that uh, problem solving process. You, you just, we, we tend to rely, again, sloppy lazy management teaches us to rely on those same solutions. And, and the one thing you mentioned in the book, which I think is really important, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag a little bit on this one, and it's in one of the scenarios, you talk about how what worked effectively with one person may not work effectively with another person. Right. The generalities that we tend to work under, because it's easy. Praise okay. in public, right? Punish in private doesn't always work. Okay, say that again. Praise in public, punish in private. Doesn't always work. Certainly you don't want to punish in public, although we've all made that mistake. Yeah. But praising in public is another generality that I firmly believe being leaning towards the soft side of management. And uh, some people don't want to be praised in public. They deserve it. They should want it but they're not me. It, it gets directly back to that golden rule fallacy, if you will, 
and and there, that was mentioned in about three of our chapters, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe uh, more. <laughs> well, the golden rule isn't the be all and end all to certainly running to managing others. The platinum rule is probably more appropriate. Okay, so some people might not be familiar with the platinum rule. Why don't you share what it is? The golden rule is what? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you? Right. Well, again, this addresses, not everybody's the same. The platinum rule kind of addresses that and the do unto others as they would have you do unto them. That means get off your anatomy manager and find out what they value. Find out what those employees, those customers, those merchants, find out what they value and learn, find ways to provide that to them. Not everybody's the same. That is so true. I remember about 20 years ago, I had a friend buy me this really obscure gift for my birthday. And I'm like, what the heck? Because it was nothing that was right. of interest to me in any way, shape or form. And she said, well, I loved it so much. I knew you would. And I said, what has ever, if we were really good friends at that point, I said, what has ever given you the impression that this would be of interest to me? And she said, because it is to me. Yes. And I was told that if it's valuable to me, it'll be valuable to others. Right. And I was just like, wow, that's interesting. I wasn't raised that way. Exactly. There's that overlap again. It's kind of like the 80-20 rule, right? The Pareto principle. 80% of the time, that might be correct. But then you've got to deal with 100% of your population. And so right. you have to pay attention to that. I, that happened to me just uh, a month ago. I cut a couple of CDs for a buddy of mine. I said, oh, he's going to love these. You know, I put in George Burns and I put in Jimmy Durante and some of the, you know, the old songs from the 40s and 50s. And I, I just, I can't wait to give it to him. But I finally got some feedback from, oh, I just love your, I love your CDs and I love this and I love that. And I said, oh, how'd you like that George? Well, I don't like George Burns at all. I can't stand him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I CD with about four George Burns or five George Burns songs. <laughs> uh, just talk about deflation <laughs> right so it's knowing your audience and it's not just for marketing it's it's to get things done and to it's help people everyone. feel appreciated and valued it's with anyone you trying to you're trying to oh what's the word i am i'm i'm trying to work with people i'm trying to get them to do things it's management you're trying to get things done through others whether it's your customers or what have you, you know, you want them to buy your product or your service. Right. So you have to find out what they need, what they want, what they value. And if they don't know what that, that was another thing that I, I learned over the years too. Sometimes you have to be hard enough to let your customers know they're wrong. Remember the old axiom, the customer is always right? Yes. It's not correct. You, If you work in business long enough, you know pretty soon that, a lot of times they're wrong. You know, they just don't, they don't have all the information you do. They don't have your, your experience. And it's your job is to sway them. To educate them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The customer, <laughs> the customer is always right. That's another one of those kind of fallacies out there. But they are always the customer. You have to remember that. I mean, that's the, that's the fallback. Right. They may, not, may not be always right, but they are always your customers. So you have to treat them in, in that regard. 
Okay, so right about now, I'm sure our listeners are realizing that you have more than one pocket full of wisdom to share with us. <laughs> and and I, I'm overflowing. Pardon me? I'm a font. I'm overflowing. I have to put a cork in it. Yeah, I might. And well, we're going to need you to put a cork in it because we're getting close to wrapping up here. And <laughs> um, I've had the joy of knowing Clive for over a decade. He was my professor, believe it or not, folks, when I was working on my master's program. He is wise and he is correct at what he says. So I'm so honored that he's part of this authoring team. And I'm honored to introduce him to you because we have, what, five more episodes to go through over the next year? And Clive is going to share quite a bit more of his wisdom with you, right? We're going to do this again, huh? Yeah, five more times. <laughs> I've got lots more notes to get to. Great. We're going to do that. So what I would like to do is say, listeners, if you want to know how you can learn more and engage with Clive Excess, Start by reading chapter three in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. That's volume two with the emerald green cover. And gift your business's performance by checking out that invitation Clive is offering you on his author's page at the end of his chapter. And here's something really cool. Right now, you can see everything about the book, how to get a hold of it, as well as how to get a hold of Clive by going to the books app, Brilliant Biz book. That's brilliant biz book, all one word. And when you get there, you can click on the tile that says ask an expert and you'll see Clive Excess name. Go ahead, click on it, type in your question and he'll reply back to you. I think that's a pretty cool bonus, don't you Clive? I do. It's one of the nice features about your, your both your books now. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to thank you Clive, for your time and wisdom sharing today. Oh, you're quite welcome. I, I just, it's a, I, I love, I love talking to you. I love what we talk about and uh, I love the topics. I really do. Well, I am imagining that our listeners hear that coming through and they're probably going to be glued to the rest of the episodes for the year. So I can't wait for them to gain and benefit from the value you have gained over the years yourself. So thank you. Quite welcome. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week. <laughs>